morning, John. Good morning, Raymond. How are we doing today? We're doing great. Another beautiful day on the banks of the Tennessee River. Hey, do you mind? Oh, and we're here for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. I shouldn't leave that out. So do you mind if I call you Raymond? I do it quite often. Uh, well, that's not my name. Oh, really? Is it, it not? No. Ray is not short on, for Raymond. On my birth certificate, it actually says Ray, okay. R-A-Y. <laughs> well, okay. I've had to share that with people many times throughout my life. <laughs> Because there are a lot of people who want to call me Raymond. Yeah. I had a good friend of mine call me Raimondo Charlie. Well, Charlie is Ray, not my middle name. Ray, Ray just doesn't have any kind of nickname characteristic to it. It needs a little bit of something else. Right. I guess my nickname is Raymond. <laughs> Raymond. Raimondo. Actually, the guy who called me Raimondo Charlie mm-hmm. ended up just calling me Charles. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's absolutely nothing to do with my name, but hey. I was trying to come up with a play on your last name for a nickname, West. It's like, you know, there's got to be something there. Right? I think I've called you Ray Westenheimer a time or two. You have. But but we may have been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) One of the very few times. Yeah. Okay, so today we are talking about... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Do your... (laughs) Da-da-da-da. We're going to talk... Well, you brought up this topic, but... Topic. You brought up this topic, but it is consulting in general, what we do in dealerships, what we look to accomplish, and how we go about that. And, and then we may touch on what, what our impression of others as well. And not just our impression of others, but what we feel like. I mean, we've seen those who we would highly recommend and those who we wouldn't be so bullish on. Not so much. Yeah. yeah. And so what it is that... I think whether they use us or somebody else, what somebody should be looking for in a good consultant, somebody to come into the dealership to help bring okay. more sales, encourage the, the troops, and <laughs> that squeak of the uh, cork against the glass yeah. of the bottle. Hey, is man, that mine? Quarantine, man. Oh, is, is it yours? <laughs> Well, no, I didn't know you were going to indulge on the banks of the Tennessee River. Yeah, it's it's a cloudy day. All right, absolutely. Well, cheers, my friend. Cheers. Hey, here's to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. All right, I'm sorry, I got us off topic. So today we're going to going to discuss. Well, we've talked about what we're going to talk about, but we haven't talked about. <laughs> we haven't that talked thing. about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So consulting. Um, I'll start. Cut me off when when you want to jump in here. Number one, we have to define what our objectives are. We have to have common goals because I can't think I'm going in here to do sales training and you think I'm coming in here to uh, do BDC training or, you know, get the managers to get off their butt and go close more deals. You know, we have to have process improvement. Right, right. So we have to agree on what our mission is. Yeah. And I like the defined goals. I think too often we take on a project as a theory and I know uh, you know many moons ago I was the executive director with Habitat for Humanity mm-hmm. and we had 12 people on our board of directors mm-hmm. and all 12 people would agree what my job as the executive director was but if you asked each one of those individuals what that looked like on a day-to-day basis you would hear 12 very different viewpoints on what they were expecting out of the executive director. Right. Right. So sometimes the theory to the practicality it loses its uh, its definition there. Well, and also, I don't know if you're touching on this, but 
we may get calls or we do get calls from dealers or general managers that aren't sure what they need. Right. You know, they, they say, I've got this pinch point. I've got this pain here where this process is not working smoothly. You know, what do you guys think? Yeah. So, yeah, we can come to that objective together. You don't have to have all this figured out before we talk. Yeah. And a lot of that starts with an assessment. If you were talking to a prospective uh, consultant who isn't coming in to determine what the causation is of your pain points, then I would be a little suspect of that consultant uh, because, yeah, you're going to get a lot of talk and I think very little productivity. Yeah, you don't want a guy coming in saying, all right, here's the process. We're going to start the process without first identifying what's not working in your current process you right. know let's not come in here and change the world if we don't have to uh, and if you have things that are working well for your situation well let's keep those and find out what uh, what is not going so well yeah it reminds me of in psychology they talk about especially in research in psychology they talk about the the story of a guy who's he's doing research and he's got a spider Right. And this spider, uh, you've heard this before, uh, the, yeah. the spider, you know, he claps his hands and the spider jumps. Yeah. So he pulls off one of the legs and claps his hands and the spider jumps on the remaining legs, pulls off another one, claps his hands, the spider jumps, finally pulls off the final leg, claps his hands and nothing happens. So he documents at the at the removal of the final leg, the spider goes deaf. You can no longer right. hear the clap. Right, yeah. So it's you are doing the research, but your conclusion, you're missing the point, so right. to speak. And we talk about this specifically in BDCs, specifically in the sales process, and specifically in the service lane of like KPIs that we look at. And again, just to go back to BDC, right. calls, contacts, appointments, shows, and sold. Well, if we look at those five numbers, I guarantee you, I can find a couple of ways that we can immediately uh, make a huge impact and sell more cars like starting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, and same thing for the sales process. We can look at, you know, how many ups and how many uh, write ups and demo drives and, and all of this. Yeah. And, and I think with the BDC, it's probably a go to for a lot of consultants just because it's a more easily defined issues to be able to come up with, right? right. I mean, and because you, it's much easier to capture those numbers for somebody who's sitting there with one goal in, in front mind. of a CRM, right? Yeah, that's logging every contact, hopefully. Whereas, are you really able to, or are you accurately collecting the data on are your salespeople? logging every up yeah it's almost right? like that's where one is what does our data look like yeah. is it even accurate and i haven't been i don't think i've ever been in a dealership where uh, the sales management and dealer team agreed that the numbers i had pulled out of their crm were accurate and a lot of these things we would send them a page and say you fill this out how many internet leads did you get last month how many floor ups did you get last month well, they would call and say, I don't really know how to pull this out of my CRM. Or, you know, they would put down a, how many ups? Well, we had 400 to 600, somewhere right. in there. Yeah. Well, that's a, well, and as often as not, I think they go in, they pull the data, and they look at it and go, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, I don't feel comfortable sharing this. So then they try to 
determine what the real number is based on their feeling and what they experience throughout the month rather than what their their CRM or whatever data yeah. collection method is, is telling them. Well, so I think that's a huge thing for me. You know I'm a spreadsheet guy. I'm a data guy. Um, one of the first things I want to do after speaking with a dealer about, you know, what do you see as your pinch points? What would you like help with? The first thing I want to do is dive in the CRM and give me – you know, 20, 30 minutes, I'll pull out all the data and I know what our first four steps are. Sure. Right? Um, but yeah, clean data, I'm a huge fan of and it's very rare. But aside from that, just defining the big picture objectives and every time I go, I want to discuss what we did last time and see how those processes were improved mm -hmm. and lay out a plan for this visit as well. Right. And if they're not seeing improvement, Right. I mean, I've literally talked to dealers where I've said, listen, if you're not going to do the things I'm suggesting, I'm too expensive for you to waste your money right. on paying me to not do what I'm recommending you do. Yeah. So either just agree that you're going to just continue to do it your way, which is fine. You've been very successful in doing it your way all this time, or you're open to or ready for some transformation that's going to push that that. Uh, that rock further up the hill and we do like to partner i mean we want to be a resource we want to be a partner in any change uh you know moving forward like that that's gonna be a big deal for the teams of the dealership i mean for me obviously and i talk about this a lot is it's getting that buy-in it's not cramming this down your employee's throat saying this is the new way and my way or the highway Right. It's this is how it benefits you to do it this new way. Well, and I think that's again part of that initial conversation and moving forward throughout the the relationship or the partnership between consultant and dealership is right the determination as to what success looks like, right? What what should we be seeing as a result of of us engaging you all as as partners in in our dealership? Uh, but then I think once you get beyond that, uh, you, you have to determine what are those true pain points and... Well, I think the reason I say that is that we want to be a partner and we want to get all this buy-in and have it be a you know, team effort is because we also hold dealer and, and manager's feet to the fire. Yeah. It also comes down to, uh, you know, in theory everything works perfectly, right. right? I mean, if in theory... Yeah, we just you know, send them the manual and, and, and say, here's say, the process. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's the theoretical results you're going to receive. If you do this and the theory works every time perfectly without fail in our theoretical dealership that doesn't exist. That does it the perfect way, 100% right. every time. Yeah. But now we have to take this theoretical idea and implement it in a real working dealership with real personalities and people and current processes in place and limitations on what they have available to them. And the trick of consulting is how do we implement a perfect theory in an actual working environment and try to achieve the same results that, that we are theorizing we're going to achieve. Well, I agree. And so let, let's move on down the line here. We're talking, uh, we have talked about identifying the mission, you know, defining the goal. Right. The next thing we have talked about is communication with the team. I don't know if we've really touched on this, but communicating that objective with the team and kind of painting them this beautiful 
brand new opportunity and a new way of doing business that's going to make them a lot more money and make their work life uh, happier is getting that buy-in by communicating. Well, then we move into identifying the roles and responsibilities and who is going to hold who accountable. Right. Because we can't just, like, like I said, drop off the manual and say, here you go, everybody do it this way. It's not going to happen. Right. You could. Right. But is, is it going to be successful? Well, what we experience every day is that, no, right. that, that doesn't work. Right. You have to really get down, and that's where coaching comes into play. I mean, there's a reason why the best athletes in the world still work with coaches is because there's a, a requirement of that outside perspective to guide them further or closer to the ideal. Yeah, I mean, every pro golfer that's – you know, winning uh, Masters yeah. and, yeah, the PGA. <laughs> what are they, what are they, yeah, the whole PGA Tour championship. Those guys have coaches. Right. You know, they've been doing this for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, the best in the world, and they still have a swing coach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a quarterback coach for the uh, uh, for the Patriots that works with Tom Brady every day. Yeah. Right? Now, is he – a better quarterback than Tom Brady? No, not necessarily, but he's certainly helping get the most out of Tom Brady. Right. So that is that is ultimately the goal is to raise people, and and I don't think we can understate the the selling them on the with them, right? What's in it for me? With them, I love with them. Oh yeah, but they they need to be bought in because you know they can either hold their nose and wait for you to leave and then go back to their old way. Or they can truly buy into the, hey, there there might be a way that's going to help me sell more cars and be more successful. That if I'll get on board with this thing, uh, we're all going to do better. So let's kind of recap here in the middle of this episode. is uh, Define the goal, communicate that goal with the team, and then have roles and responsibilities that we are managing by the hour, by the day, by the week. Right. Uh, and I think that makes a successful... Uh, change or process introduction, right? Yeah. Now, I also like to add a fourth step in that, and that is uh, positive reinforcement. You know, if you have a weekly sales meeting or a monthly, you know, entire dealership luncheon, you know, I've worked in dealers where they uh, they they have a employee lunch once a month. Well, it's a great time to point out the new processes that we've implemented and who has been really successful in that. Oh, definitely. And and it's the, the celebrating the wins is going to encourage people. I mean, everybody likes to be pointed out or, right, right. or you know, given some kind of uh, recognition for, for their success. So I think the more we can do that, the better, obviously. There's, I think, two different approaches. The easier is the bottom-up approach. In other words, you start with the salespeople or the BDC agents. And and I think there's another principle in psychology. It's called the identified patient. You've heard me talk about this as well before. No, I don't believe I have. Well, so the identified patient in psychology is, you know, you let's say you're working with a family as a psychologist. And, you know, the, the dad is a workaholic and, you know, the mom is on, you know, I don't know, Oh, I, I, emotionally I dependent on all these different things <laughs> and she has her problems and, yeah. and the sister is, you know, on drugs and everything else. But the 10 year old, 
that's the problem, right? And no, that's don't, who don't worry about, complains about right. Yeah. Don't worry about these other people in the family who all have their own major issues going on. Just fix the ten year old, and the rest of us will be just fine. <laughs> he bugs me to cook him dinner every night. Right, I know that, that pain in the butt. So uh, that identified patient becomes the same issue in dealerships where. You know, they may not want to hear that, well, the problem is your management. They just fix my sales staff, right? The problem well, is that guy that's been with you for 15 years. Right, or yeah. And that's why you haven't evolved as a dealership. Because of this one area, right. this one person, this one group, they're the ones who are failing. Go fix them. The rest of us are okay. And then you start diving in and saying, well, you know what? There's a... Uh, there's a wall that they're running into on a perpetual basis that has to do with other aspects of the dealership, whether it's your processes or your people. And, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah this is how we do things here. Uh, you're not going to touch that. It's kind of the, those areas that are, are off limits. Well, I think the beauty of a great consultant, and, and it goes back to this partner uh, mentality, is the ability to identify those roles or people or responsibilities that are not being fulfilled uh, in a way that is not offensive. You yes. know, I, I've been in several meetings where, okay, the dealer wants me to hit him with it straight. Right. He doesn't want me dancing around the issue. Well, the issue is the other guy in the room with us right now. So, well, so, let, let, so let me try to cut in here. Okay. All right. So I, I think there there is that, that element of of bringing everybody on board, but ultimately realize that when you're talking about from a process perspective or from an evaluation perspective, what the consultant brings to the table is holding up a mirror. If you don't like what you see in the mirror, that's not my fault as a consultant, right? I mean, I'm just going to show you what I'm seeing as far as the bigger picture. The used car manager isn't my brother-in-law. Right. I mean, I, I have no relationship. I'm just going to reflect back to you what I'm seeing. If you accept it and want to do something about it, great. If you say, you know what, I'm not willing to to delve into that area for whatever personal or, or other professional issues that are going on. Hey, you know what? We're going to provide you with the best consulting that we possibly can. And if you say this area is off limits, that's not going to change. Okay, great. How can we improve the other areas that you are willing to to kind of rip the band? I, I agree off? with that. Yeah, yeah. That sometimes you know the the honesty just has to be there. But I think that's where the art of consulting comes in is making these improvements without people even realizing that they are making the improvements themselves. Right. Well, it's funny because when I would go into dealerships uh, representing a larger consulting firm and I would tell the dealer very first day, one of the very first meetings, I would say, listen, the one unforgivable sin within our group mm -hmm. is for them to get a call from you saying, why didn't somebody tell me? Right? right. Why didn't somebody tell me my managers weren't doing what they were supposed to do? Why well, didn't somebody tell me my BDC wasn't hitting on all cylinders? Right. That's unforgivable. Now, if you call up and say, Ray thinks my management team isn't doing what they're supposed to do and he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. and You need to get him the heck out of here because that guy's a jerk. They're OK with that. I'm still okay, right? I mean, that that firm had no problem taking that phone call because that was acceptable because that's what my job was supposed to be, was to show you where the deficiencies were in the dealership. And they're good with that. 
They're not okay with getting a call from you going, well, God, you know, I mean, I've been Why didn't anybody here. tell yeah, me? Yeah, nobody told me my management team wasn't doing what they were supposed to do. And now I'm realizing, God, my management team wasn't doing what they're supposed to do. And that's been a problem this whole time. You yeah, know, what the heck yeah, am I paying you guys for? six months I've been paying you. Right. And when I would say that scenario to the dealer, and I would say, so if I see something wrong, I'm going to tell you. I never had a dealer ever tell me, no, Ray, I don't want you to tell me. Right. They'd all say at the front end, oh, yeah, no, I want to know. I don't care who it is. I want to know. I want you to bring it to my attention. So that would kind of initiate the future conversation when I would determine, I'd say, hey, remember that conversation we had about I'm going to tell you? Well, I got to tell you, here's what I'm seeing. And at least left them a little more, a little less, uh, you know, kind of uh, resistant to the information I was getting to them. Well, that reminds me of a George Carlin line that I used at a dealer down in LaGrange. Everybody wants you to be honest until you're honest with them. Then you're an asshole. asshole. (laughs) Absolutely. So one of my favorite experiences, and this happens regularly, uh, whether I'm there on visit six or seven or 15 or 25, is... I'll have a manager or a dealer come up to me and, you know, ask about a specific problem that we've been working on, you know, and that I've made suggestions in the past and, you know, tried to enforce this policy. Well, you know, it falls on deaf ears at the time. But three months later, they say, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this issue and I think we ought to approach it this way. Well, it's the exact way that I've been saying (laughs) for six months how we should fix this problem. So instead of saying... Well, yeah, I've been telling you that. My immediate response, just like when someone says, I'm just looking, I have an immediate response that says, well, do you, do you think that'll work? Right. I mean, t- tell me more about your plan here. Because, you know, I, I mean, I think it's a great idea. I want to get on board, but just tell me more about it. Share Make, with convince me. Convince me. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I think that's fantastic. I feel like it's a win when I hear dealership personnel from dealer on down repeating back to me the things that I know I've been sharing with them over a period of time as if it's their as if it's their idea because there's no stronger consulting method than to get somebody so on board that it becomes their idea that's when it's really going to take effect you know it may be a subconscious thing where you know you've said it 14 times and they were busy they just didn't hear it they weren't in the right frame of mind to be on the same page yeah but then subconsciously it clicks and all of a sudden they go you know what ray i had a great idea yeah wow (laughs) And, and what is it who i forget who the famous person that said this, but uh, there's no limit to what we can accomplish if we don't care who gets the credit. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I thought it was. It was, yeah. No, that's fantastic. So, well, hopefully as we draw to an end here, Mm -hmm. this was uh, kind of pointed out a little behind the curtain as to not just our processes, but effective processes when dealing with an outside uh, consultant or uh, professional to help you improve your dealerships. Um, Of course, you can reach out to us if you want to hear more about this, uh, either from what we can bring to the table or just as this podcast is free, we're more than happy to at least kind of give you some insight um, as to what we feel like would 
would benefit you uh, individually? We do. We are currently working on our total dealership assessment form to put up on the website. It, it's not there right now, but it will be. Uh, this is March 30th. Is that right? 31st. 31st. So it will be up there soon, and we're going to record an episode on that assessment. Um, like I said, I'm a big data guy. I want to come in and see exactly how many leads are we getting, exactly how many are we closing, Uh I feel like once we have, I mean, it's just like the coronavirus. We can't make a logical forecast right now because we, because everybody in the country, everybody in the world is not tested. Right. If we had everybody in the world tested, we could make a logical assessment. Right. Well, it's the same thing, you know, my approach in dealerships is I need the data. I want the data. Uh, so, yeah, we've come to the end of another episode. I'm rambling here about data. I told you I'm a spreadsheet guy. You are. Uh, but we appreciate everyone listening. We do. Thank you so much for listening, and we uh, hope you'll listen again to Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with John and Ray. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.